Sun Bo Tao groaned as his bed dropped to the street with a head-splitting thump. He cursed under his breath, even as he wondered why he was dreaming about sleeping in the middle of a noisy Peking street. Then the sharp bark of command from a soldier cut through his dream and jerked him upright. Unfortunately, it didn't change his bizarre surroundings. His bed was still sitting in the middle of a Peking street. He could hear the cry of a hundred hawkers, and the smell of human waste was unmistakable. He yawned wide enough to crack his jaw, the sound bringing enough awareness that he had to fully open his eyes. He was in a red silk bower surrounded by cushions and hidden from view by tattered silk curtains. Oh, yes. He was sitting in an imperial palanquin, and not one of the better ones. He'd woken as the porters dropped the bower onto the city street. But why was he here instead of in his own carriage? A memory teased at the corners of his mind but he resolutely pushed it away. There was a reason he had drunk himself into a stupor last night, and he was fairly certain he didn't want to remember what it was. He did recall that he'd been on his way home, walking because he'd been too drunk to ride his horse, when he'd seen the imperial procession. Two soldiers in front of four porters carried a curtained bower through the city streets. A very small procession. It was headed somewhere in Peking. He didn't care where then would eventually wend its way back to the Forbidden City. As that was his destination, he'd waved down the lead soldier, paid the bribe, and slipped in while the porters were taking a rest break. This way he'd get a few more hours of sleep before he had to face the day. He was just lying back down when a female whale cut through the relative peace of his secluded bower. And worse, it was quickly followed by more feminine screeching, much as he tried to block out the sound, curiosity drew him out of sleep. Just how many women were wailing loud enough to wake their ancestors? There was an annoying tear in the curtains. The sunlight streamed through it enough that he could peer out. But did he really want to know what was out there? Yes, apparently his curiosity was in full force today. So with a heavy sigh, he maneuvered himself to the side to look out. Roof tiles. He saw roof tiles first. Broken ones that clearly indicated he sat in a not-so-prosperous area of Peking. But he saw trees, too, and a songbird cage beside a long front wall. Not so poor, either, then. Middling aristocracy. He shifted up to his knees to adjust his view. The father appeared first. Pinched face, short nose but with a scholarly demeanor. There was refinement in his motions and a kind of tired dreaminess that confirmed Botao's first thought, middling aristocracy, probably a Manchu of the Red Banner tribe. Sure enough, he saw a brand new silk banner on the archway, but that was the only new decoration. The rest of the house was falling into ruin. His gaze returned to the father, then moved lower still to a pair of silent, prepubescent boys. The family would have great difficulty finding the money to educate those two. Botao yawned again and thought to lie back down. But as he shifted, he caught sight of the women. It was the mother who was making the primary racket, weeping and sobbing as only a woman could. It was all for show as she kissed her daughter goodbye. 
He counted ten paid wailers howling in the background, pulling at their hair and creating a solid wall of sound. Was the palanquin for them? Were the porters supposed to pick up someone before returning to the Forbidden City? Not the mother, who was still wailing like a demon. Not the stoic father or two young boys. Must be the girl. He narrowed his eyes, trying to get a look at the daughter. She appeared the right age for marriage, was of middling stature and certainly dressed in finery. He saw an embroidered gown and a curtain of ivory beads in front of her face. Ivory, not jade which meant she was not wealthy enough to become an imperial consort.'